Hello. <laughs> 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 oh. I, you know what? That's the episode. Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome. Hello to and welcome to Why a Podcast, the podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Slaza. <laughs> Thank you, Keon. That was a beautiful intro. That's of Keon Boozar, fellas. Well, <laughs> it's a me, Keon. Someone needs to resolve some post nasal drip sometime. But in the meantime, hello and welcome to Why a Podcast. So. Uh, this week's topic is furry, and none of us are going to make the obvious jokes. So, um, uh, is that uh, true? That's good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, how are you guys doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty. Well. I'm excited about this topic. I thought of, this was the first topic that I've gotten that I immediately thought of something to talk about. So that's nice. Yeah. Usually, yeah. I have to think for a while. It takes me time and effort. Yeah. Yes. I just had some meat on a stick, so I'm feeling right. I'm feeling tight. I'm Ooh. feeling ready to fight. Like a, a shish kebab? Nope. Oh. It's well, let's chicken... jump right in. We're going to be it's asking one stick. why question each. The others <laughs> will guess the answers, and then we'll let you know why. Matt, go first. What? Go first. That's me, right? Y- yes. I go. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my oh, God. All right. <laughs> Listen, la- laser, you're... <laughs> You're cutting out, and you sound like a like a snake hissing at him. It's it's like a robot snake <laughs> yelling terrifying. at Matt. It's hilarious. I I was hissing. It's, you know what? Robot snake yelling at Matt sounds like a beautiful transition to my topic, which is why Furbies. Oh fuck yeah! Damn, that's good. All right, dude. Okay, shit. All right. Um, <clears throat> why Furbies? Well, here's the thing. Some people just aren't meant to have kids, and the government invented the Furby. Uh, to train people, well, not to train people to see if they were ready, and because uh, they were thinking about doing like a sort of, like a, 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 a let's call it soft eugenics program. Soft eugenics program. Where, uh. Soft, you know, so they're you know like uh, making people infertile through the water. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to see sort of if the average American could, you know, make sure to feed and pet the baby and you know let it fall asleep you know because we pet babies and uh that is that is uh and uh luckily we found that we're all extremely good furby owners so we're all ready to have children so the government doesn't taint our water they just put fluoride in instead christ that is the best answer i've heard i'm gonna go ahead and skip my topic since you got it correct uh keon if you want to get it wrong real quick so we can continue on um, yeah, sure. Uh, Furbies were actually created as a part of the DARPA net. Um, <laughs> when DARPA created their entire uh, situation, DARPA net was actually the precursor to the internet. When they created DARPA net, they also created these small little uh, furry uh, animatronics that would walk around and they would spread the internet and they would keep going farther and farther. But they realized to actually spread the actual internet far enough, they need to create a fad and in like imbue each of those animatronics with a piece of the internet send it around the world everyone would get the internet so that's what the furry uh, that's what the uh, furbies are it's a little freaky because the internet's still around and they're kind of gone mm-hmm. so i don't want to alarm anybody but there might be a couple in your walls all right just so real quick i just want to present the third that's answer terrifying. the third answer which is they just showed up one day <laughs> You, you know what? He's he's right. Much <laughs> like uh, the plot of the early 2000s, late 90s Yeah, movie. those years. The plot of those years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, the Gremlins was the thing I was going for, but he's funnier. And um, much like that, Furbies just showed up. So Furbies were actually the first successful attempt at an electronic 
robotic toy, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. That makes sense. And so Furbies, if you don't know what Furbies are, uh, first of all, look them look up. You really can't make this shit up. This was the funniest fucking thing that happened. 40 million of these fuckers sold in three so just years. Wait until, I, uh, wait until you're done. I get to talk about Furbies. It, oh, good. Okay, yeah. So 40 million sold during the first three years of its production, and th- they kept selling for a long time after that, too, and then eventually the fad faded. But uh, they were created in 1998, and they were the first successful electronic robotic toy. And they're supposed to resemble a mix of a hamster. Yes, a hamster and an owl. And Satan. No. No, an owl? And Satan. Yes, because that's why they look kind of bird-like. I thought it'd be like a penguin. Sure. Whatever you want it to be, man. Well, no, that's a porg. Never mind. Sorry. So the coolest thing about it, in my opinion, this is like outside of the meme of Furbies, is that... The speaking capabilities for the Furbies were translated into 24 languages. Real? Wait, do they speak? Yes. Yeah, that's what killed. They that's do. what made them Mine terrifying. Mine didn't come with batteries. Oh, I... that's sad. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so depressed for Keon. I didn't know how to move on. What languages? Like, was I right with around the world? Like, literally everywhere? Around the world, around the world. I realized that as soon as I said it. I'm sorry. It's just we both love them so much. Anyway. How have I not brought up Daft Punk? They're my favorite band. Holy shit. I bring up Sonic too much. Right? Like, fuck Laser right now. I'm worried. I'm I'm, I'm worried if we let you talk about Daft Punk, you'd go on for too long. Whoa, that was off key. It's okay. I forgive. Too long. There we go. Anyway, so the point is... Can you feel it? Too long. Yeah, feel Can you it. feel it? So this is... Too long. Can you feel it? I can't handle... I can't... Yeah, feel it. Feel it coming on. It's feel a 10-minute long song. song. It's a good song. It's, it's too long. That's the joke, and I love it. Okay, so after the original Furbies came out, and, and we all know the original Furbies... They came out with another version of the Furbies between 2005-2007. And these were used to help kids with their English skills, or obviously, if it was another language, another language skills. And so Furbies started off speaking Furbish. Yep. And then as you interacted with them, they started to learn whatever language you, with words and phrases, in place of Furbish over time. And then in 2012... Because they decided they still needed more money out of the Furbies franchise. They came out with another update with Furbies with, and I quote, Mm -hmm. LCD eyes and a mobile app for the holiday season in 2012. You know what's great, Matt? Oh my god. You haven't taught me a single thing so far. Wait, I know all of this. Are you serious? Yes. That makes me happy. I'm, dude, he's blowing my mind with all this useless bullshit about Furbies. (laughs) Do you have any more, Matt? Like, Jesus Christ. You know what? Laser, I'll let you go ahead and take it. All right, so here what the fuck is up. <laughs> so my father, my parents, I but I but I think mostly my father, super into Furbies. No joke. We had an original Furby. I actually have a video on my YouTube channel. We destroyed it when it broke. Um, oh my god! But yeah, I will link you guys to it after we're done recording. I have. It a, had a piece of the internet in it. It had yeah. a Horcrux of the internet in it. You yeah. can't do that. So I had um, Furbies back when they first came out too. I had several, and they my sister liked them. And they freaked me out because so uh, quick fun fact, then we'll get back to your thing, Laser. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm afraid of dolls. Yeah. And my Same. I'm afraid of things that just like are supposed to be still and then move. Mm-hmm. And Furbies literally would occasionally out of nowhere speak and move. I ain't about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And and then um, when I was a kid, uh, my parents, uh, like, I don't know if they, like, bought the collection online or if they just got them. But I had McDonald's did a Furby toy promotion, right? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I had every single one. And there were a lot. Holy shit, dude. That's wild. One sec. Let me, let me see how many there were. Furby McDonald's toys. Um, the complete set of 12. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, like, there were, like, 40 of them. 40? 40 of these mini plastic Furbies. Some of them, if you pressed on the tail, the eye flutter, the eyes would flutter. Some of them. You did not get 40 of them, did you? I, I, they, I had, I had like 40 of them. Holy shit. That is wild. That's legitimately it, it, wild. And then, of course, those ones came out in 2012. Yeah, you fucking know we have one. You know what? Uh, you guys can talk or put the podcast in the hole or something. I'm going to be right oh back. My, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Jesus Christ. No. Anyway, so. Let me talk about the topic just a little bit more. Um, so Furbies were initially developed as like a Playmate type toy. And there are plenty of Playmate type toys. But the idea was to take the robotic you know, companion and make it mainstream for children. Mm-hmm. And it was the first successful example of that. Don't get me wrong. But Jesus Christ did these things freak me out. Yeah. Let me tell you. I was afraid of dolls and then the Furbies... The Furbies fucked me up more because then I saw gremlins oh. and then I saw these things and I was like, these are living things. These are definitively living things and they're faking, <laughs> they're faking it. They're pretending they're not and they're going to kill me and I'm going to die and it's going to be awful. And I was super scared. Actually, I'm curious. Do you think they were like really influenced by the gremlins? I was wondering, but I think the gremlins came out before. You know, I should have double checked that. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think they might have been influenced by the gremlins. I'm going to live Google. You ready for this? Keon, oh, no. We're doing a lot of live, live things. Google? I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here being freaking out about gra- well, not gremlins. So I have good news and bad news. Oh no. Well, I mean, honestly, it really depends on your perspective. It could both be good news or it could both be bad news. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm um, waiting. So the first, the first good slash bad news is the Furby has been uh, packed away. It's somewhere, um, and my father's not willing to look for it. Of course not. So that's good news in that it will not be exposed to people because it is a horrible satanic thing. Uh, it's bad news because <laughs> I couldn't bring it onto the podcast. The other good bad news is um, I almost tripped and fell down my staircase because my shoe is untied. Jesus Christ. Okay. Which is good news because I didn't die and this podcast can continue on. But it's bad news if you hate this podcast. Uh, All right. So I have three fun facts left about the topic. So first of all, fun fact number one, Furbies were banned from NSA property. What? What? Due to concerns that they may be used to record and repeat classified information. I knew it. I knew the DARPA thing wasn't even a joke. What? It's ridiculous, right? And so the uh, like Roger Shipman, the owner of Tiger Electronics, who made Furbies. It was a tiger thing? Dude, fuck Tiger Electronics. <laughs> Such assholes. Right? Tiger Electronics is so bad. But So he released a statement saying Furby has absolutely no ability to do any recording whatsoever. Holy so, shit. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it's hilarious that that happened. And I, I think it's wild. So number two. The, the, speaking of which, the, on that, the ban was never... never uh, was was not drawn like in response to that. I can't speak in yeah. response to that statement. The ban was not withdrawn, but eventually, you know, I'm assuming because Furbies didn't fucking matter anymore. They'll always matter. The ban was eventually withdrawn. I mean, dude, I'm not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna go in the NSA headquarters with a Furby anytime soon. Well, but but here's the thing. So after that ban was eventually withdrawn, mm-hmm. 
security researcher researchers discovered that the microphone on a Furby laser what the fuck can in fact be remotely activated and used to record a voice through Bluetooth. I'm sorry, I just screamed. Laser just sent a picture to our group chat of 40 individualized Furbies from the McDonald's. Uh, first off, those those are 80, and it's from a fucking uh, eBay listing. But that's what the toys oh. look like. So, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry to interrupt you, Matt. It just I thought Laser was showing me his psychosis through one photo. You're you're <laughs> well. I could show you my psychosis through one photo. You want to oh, see yeah, it? Yeah, you can. You want to see? Let's it? not. You want to see it? And anyway, sending so, now. So those were the two fun facts. So the NSA uh, banned it, right? And then they claimed it didn't. And then years later, they discovered that it can be remotely accessed. Now that, uh, I'm assuming, was on the earlier Furby, but it's also confirmed for the newer one. Obviously, the newer one with the freaking app is super duper security concern. Fuck. Yeah. Furbies but, are so cool. Furbies, Furbies <laughs> are taking over the universe. They're Satan. Also, last fun fact, and then we can move on from this satanic topic. Mm-hmm. Bob Weinstein announced in November 2016 that a Furby movie was going to be made by the Weinstein Company. That is three layers of bad. Wow. Yes, but also my favorite thing is that there hasn't been an update because of the whole Weinstein Company collapse. Do you think that's why the whole Weinstein thing happened? Is they had to make sure that none of that would never see the light of day? I like to think that it took 20 or 30 years for any of that to come to the light of day, and it wasn't going to happen, even though it like, was just it to should've. prevent the Furby movie. But yeah, I think but they like, were like, hey guys, who wants to stop the Furby movie? And then they said, hashtag me too. Oh, this is. Oh, that's fucked so up. Can I want to stop yeah, the d- Furby delete, movie. So delete let me yourself, say the thing. Cousin. Here's the thing that I was going to say, which I think would have been totally tame and fine, is I was going to say, I think everyone was like, man, this is so messed up. And then they heard the Furby thing, and then the Illuminati was like, oh, we got to find dirt on Bob Weins- or on uh, Harvey Weinstein. And then all of a sudden they were like, holy shit. And that's why it happened. I like mine better. Yours is more controversial. <laughs> mine was more like funny and chill, but it's fine. Oh, the Illuminati, yeah. I like the fact that uh mine was put like the victims actually had like autonomy over the situation, so Hey Keon, can we get your why question? <laughs> I'm making the choice after <laughs> okay. all that to hear you talk more. So guys, mm-hmm. why are peaches furry? Oh, that's easy. Uh yeah, that's, that's so easy. Everybody tell them, fucking Matt. knows that. Yeah, tell tell me, Matt. So when Furbies and Peaches first had sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Of course. The first uh, of many times. No. Yes, you know, 1984. Oh, speaking of which, this is completely off topic. We were looking <laughs> up whether or not the Gremlins had an influence on Furbies, and oh, okay. it was made. the movies were made well before, so it's very possible. That's a yes. Oh. I'm always right. So what I think happened is a Gremlin and a Peach had sex and made Furbies. Anyway, Peaches are fuzzy because... You ever had a nectarine and wished it was fuzzy? Damn, you're getting a little too accurate right now. No, I haven't, because that sounds disgusting. And that's why they didn't make peaches. Hashtag cancel peaches. I just want to say, why do we get a peach emoji, but no Furby emoji? What is up, Apple? (laughs) You got a trillion dollars, but no Furby representation? You're right, though. Damn, son. Fuzzy peaches. (laughs) Peaches are fuzzy. (laughs) All right. Peaches are fuzzy. Because, all right, so GMOs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love me some GMOs. Now, <laughs> I, I got nothing. Yay. I stumped the Trump. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I give up. I'm t- 
I'm tapping out. Peaches are fuzzy because butts are hairy. Ha ha. There's Jesus a joke. Christ. Ah. I, Laser, I, I want to cut it out, but I also want to leave it in just so people know how bad that was. They well, have no, to. got it. They need to know I have lows, too. Okay. I'm no, nature it. takes after the human form. People don't get it. God created us like the nature, and so our butts are hairy because peaches are furry. Like, oh, good. So let's move on to Laser's topic. What so do you got, Laser? Why not Here, Here's the thing. No, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that if we just if we cut out all of my low moments, then people will start to get really self-conscious thinking that there's no way they can be as funny as me. If we cut out all of our low moments, then this entire like the series of this podcast will be three minutes long. Yeah, we should cut out every time Laser says leave it in. They need to know I have lows, too, because it's at least eight. And it's really funny how often he says it because it makes it seem like he only has lows. Dude, they need to know gods can bleed. I mean, like lasers. I say it all the time. Lasers a prime specimen, but we got to make sure that everybody knows that he's he's human. And that leads to Keon answering his own fucking, fucking OK, questions. Jesus Christ. So peaches have fur. Actually, the thing that's interesting about peaches is that peaches, if you've ever had a peach and be like, man, this is really delicious. As a kid, I would always eat nectarines and be like, man, these are delicious. I wonder why people eat peaches. What is a peach like? They are both the same type of plant. They're both the t- same type of fruit. The only difference is the fur that is on or the fuzz, as people call it. I drifted I drifted into it a little bit. To you Tokyo drifted. Mm. Tokyo drifted into it. I <laughs> initial deed deja vu'd into it. And so the fuzz on a peach is actually uh, an evolutionary trait that helps it kind of defend itself, uh, weirdly enough. Uh, the main thing is that when with a lot of uh, plants and stuff like that, to get uh, to, to get a plant to, like we said before, to rot, it needs a couple of things. When we did our wood episode, mm-hmm. it needs a couple of things. But apparently for fruits themselves, if they are wet, so with wood, if it rots, it needs... To if it's moist, then it will have less chance of rotting if it's submerged. But if it's moist in itself, then it might have more chance of uh, rotting. Same thing for peaches. Mm-hmm. If they are covered in water, they have a chance of rotting if they are not completely submerged. What exactly. Happens- it has to be completely covered otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. And so the thing that happens is that the fuzz on the peaches kind of it makes it so that that water can't pool or stick in a certain area like too long. It just the water runs off of the. Uh, fuzz. Ah, it disrupts it. Mm. I like yeah, it. Yeah, just like in animals. Uh, just like why animals have fur to get the water off, they shake themselves and that kind of stuff. So it's a it's really conducive to helping uh, the plant not rot. On top of that, apparently the fuzz is irritating to certain insects. So apparently that is a defense mechanism so insects won't eat it or lay uh, eggs if they do try to lay eggs on the plant so that the uh, the insects, when the eggs hatch, they can eat something. The eggs fall off because they're more stuck to the fuzz than they are to the flesh of the of the peach. That makes so much sense. Honestly, I, ain't that crazy? Easily the best key on topic so far. I offered Mothman a peach and he scratched one of my eyes out and I realize now that I offended him. Exactly. Now you wander the world, the world like Oedipus. And yeah. Like, <laughs> like Oedipus. I gave Mothman <laughs> a peach. And, there you go. <laughs> and now I, they, I wander the wilds of West Virginia and, and people go, beware the one-eyed peach man. And and yeah. I'm like, and they think they're talking about the color of my skin, but <laughs> laser, please just do your topic. Well, Listen, that I man ha- actually sounds like some sort of porn. I thing. needed to have some sort of joke for this segment, <laughs> and that's what I got. Okay, good job, you got right. one. Yeah, it was there. Get off. Go my for it. Fucking taint. Oh, all right. The taint of <laughs> peach taint. Jesus Christ. Peach so, taint. Um, all right. So, why do 
we anthropomorphize. Is this actually about furries? I'm sorry, I wasn't making a joke about furries. It wasn't a joke. I said furries we weren't. I said we furries are a community. They we don't need to be joked we about. <laughs> They're human beings. Well, well, technically not. They have fursonas. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, here to define it for so we can make those good jokes. Uh, to anthropomorphize is to give human traits to animals, inanimate objects, or natural phenomena. Mm-hmm. So why do we anthropomorphize? I read a book when I was a kid about trees. <laughs> Done. The shitting tree. <laughs> That's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, are you going to continue, Matt? Or are we? I think it's funnier if I don't. <laughs> right, so, so all right, not. fine. All right, Keon, your answer. Why do we anthropomorphize? Uh, the reason that we anthropomorphize. Good job, Laser. Tell us the real reason. There you go. <laughs> are we? I. <laughs> The reason why we do that is so that we can have characters like Sonic the Hedgehog that bring everybody Jesus a little bit better Christ. stuff in their life. You how know, did, they how did we, you sneak it in this time? I guess he I, that he, wasn't he even a sneak. A I was actually going to bring that up earlier. Totally forgot. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank uh, you, Laser. So we <laughs> anthropomorphize, which is to give human tr- characteristics to animals and animate objects or natural phenomena. It comes from the Greek philosopher Xenophanes. I'm guessing. Uh, which describe to describe the similarity between religious believers and their gods. That is, Greek gods were depicted having light skin and blue eyes, while African gods had dark skin and brown eyes. Hmm. Now, um, research shows that similar brain regions that are involved when we think about the are um, are involved when you think about the behavior of humans and non-humans. Which anthropomorphism may be using these processes like we use for thinking about other people. So when we see uh, person like eating food like when we see a cat eating food like similar parts of our brain are going off oh yeah because we're connecting the dots wait is that where xenophobia comes from xenopho something xenophanies possibly i have no idea this is about anthropomorphism <laughs> fuck you Keon. i'm sorry you brought up a thing that has to, yeah sorry okay. i i honestly look it up if you're interested you know yeah. all right no so, <laughs> okay. it makes sense though because if you see someone like mimicking you almost even if they're not directly looking mm-hmm. at you and mimicking you would imagine they're similar to you and that's how we you know pers personify these yeah. different that's people. why i love sonic the hedgehog so much he runs fast like me so that's why our <laughs> brains naturally anthropomorphize um and there's a lot of things that come with that for example thinking of a non-human entity in human ways renders it worthy of uh, moral care and consideration you know you see a cat and you give it human qualities you think oh this cat it's purring it's happy i want to pet it mm-hmm. you know if because we are giving it these like human emotions that it must be feeling you know mm-hmm. um anthropomorphized uh, entities then become responsible for their own actions you know we give like a, a brick that hit us in the foot we go ah fuck you brick you know we talk to it actually yeah we give it something then we're like yeah, we're like, well, fuck you, brick, and then you kick it and go, stupid brick, you know, treating it like it could do something when it's just but it a, can't. a exactly. piece of, yeah, it can't. So um, hmm. we don't assign human qualities to every single thing we encounter. What accounts for this is often similarity, which is uh, we are more likely to anthropomorphize something if it has traits similar to that of a human, like human-like movements or physical features. So, yeah, or you know, if we have emotional connections, right? Like, which is why if we have like cats or other pets and things, we anthropomorphize it more and we're like, why would you do this? It's like, it's, but we're giving them human expectations, even though they're not humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's to say, like, 
we are um, more likely to anthropomorphize a mannequin versus a brick. Yeah, because it looks more you like know? a human. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go down the street, see a brick lying on the ground, and go, oh, pobrecito, I love Dude, this if they brick. make a Pixar movie about it, they probably will. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, and all, the kids will be, all the kids will be going to the Disney store to get themselves uh, Bricky the Brick. And <laughs> <laughs> right? It's genius. It's genius. It writes itself, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, lots of things can influence or anthropomorphism happening, like uh, lacking social connections. If someone's very lonely, they might seek connections from non-human items, like when SpongeBob locked himself indoors and had his three friends, uh-huh. Penny, Chip, and used napkin or something. So uh, this helps us. It also helps us to simplify and make more sense of complicated entities, such as the concept of God and things like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's why. We, a, and then uh, here's something that I like to bring up that makes this especially relevant as it is hurricane season. Oh, okay. and I know a lot of us went through Hurricane Irma here in Florida. We give this Hurricane Irma a name, Irma. And all of a sudden it's like, fuck you, Irma. Yeah, fuck Irma. Irma sucks. Irma's a bitch. That's fair. We're anthropomorphizing the hurricane. Also, did I don't know how off topic this is, but do you guys know about the Uncanny Valley? Oh, yeah. No. So that's like the on the other end of the spectrum is that when you anthropomorphize something, then you are trying to bring it into the kind of the the human realm. But when something looks so when something's like cartoonishly different, like a bunny or a cat or a dog or whatever, and you give it those human elements, you're like, oh, it's cute. It, I feel this kinship with it. When it gets too close to being human, like a like a not even just a mannequin, but like a hyper realistic mannequin that's just off mm-hmm. from being a human being, kind of like a wax sculpture, then it starts to reach the uncanny valley where, where the closer you get to looking like a human, the far the creepier it is. And that's what happens with like CGI that you see in movies that are supposed you to be You just gave humans. me chills, bro. That made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, no, exactly. Like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, like uh, mm-hmm. Leia at the end of Rogue, Rogue One, like other stuff like that. That's like these are characters that are supposed to look really human and they really, really do. Except for that 1.0001% that we can definitely tell because I've seen more humans than not humans honestly i actually did want to bring that up mm-hmm. awesome what is the opposite of anthropomorphism no idea necro no necromancy that's funny <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah totally i was gonna say necromancy it sounded like that's what you're gonna say dehumanization Aww, that's sad. yeah so when humans are represented as non-human objects or animals so oh, this sure. has uh, been the cause of a lot of persecution in history, and I'm not going to go into that because that'd be sad. But more de- like Adolf wow. Hitler. Oh man, yeah, but yes, more like Walt Shitman. As as Jews were Sounds in sad. World War II and things like that, dehumanization. Jesus. Okay. So that's fucked up. You know that that is that is the other end of the spectrum where yeah. we take away the human qualities. And that brings us to our why not, which is why not sadness. Let's talk about it. Hey, everybody. listen, fuck you. I'm, I want to bring up the full spectrum of topics. I want to educate. I mean, that's totally fair. Seriously, no, that's yeah, something that I'm needs to be taught. Yeah. Needs to be brought up. Yeah. But hey, here's our segment called Why Not, where one of us chooses the why not question for us to debate. Take us away. Yeah, I think it's Keon's Keon? turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know it. Oh, shit. Um, so, God damn it. I was about to say, why not Nazis? That's not good. That's um, very bad. <laughs> okay, I legitimately- Actually, why not Nazis is pretty easy. I think- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, just, I'm um, bored. No, no, d- stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the actual um one, and I'm actually curious if you guys even have an opinion on this. But why not mechanical keyboards? Oh, 
fuck yeah, I am, I'm pro. Oh, alright. Let's do it. I'm I'm either neutral or against, honestly. Mechanical keyboards versus sensor ones? No, like regular keyboards. Like the keyboard that you have on a laptop has like little membrane, mm-hmm. and that's what you click on. But if you have a mechanical keyboard, they have really nice clicky tactile buttons. Oh, okay. That like you hear the clicks. Yeah, it's like an IBM keyboard versus a... Uh versus like a laptop keyboard the fact that you don't know what i'm talking about is means this is going to be a struggle of a topic no i I do (laughs) i just was confused as to if there were like multiple different types or if i was just there are but i mean it's i'm talking about in general honestly right now okay then yeah no my like my mac versus when i work on desktops i understand the difference i'm not illiterate i just wanted to make sure jesus we're we're not shitting on you that hard we were just making sure a lot of people so so matt matt so when you when you click a key you you feel like a little squish uh-huh. That's not mechanical. Mechanical, you feel a little like a, a click. Little tick. That's it's actually a, a good yeah, way yeah. to describe That's it. Good. Um, okay, so when I okay, so when I'm using mechanical and I push down a key, you're telling me I have to watch the entire Adam Sandler film click. Yes, you do exactly every so single time. Cl- Ugh, it's so every emotional. single time, and then you also need to listen to "We Are Number One" and the B movie. <laughs> <Right. and> <laughs> <laughs> you can't just keep shitposting, Keon. It's fucked up every single time. Anyway. Uh, I'm actually going to ride neutral because I like both types. Dope. I'm against. All right. And I'm four. So, uh, Laser, give me the give me the juicy details about four. Okay. Well, um, I mean, well, first off, the tactile Comes sense. three. The, what? What was that, Matt? Did your dog come into the fucking room again? No. Juicy details about four. And it's a, I you thought you killed it. I thought you killed your dog. He said first off, and I said comes after three. I thought it was, it was like a cute little joke. I was trying to be funny. What the fuck, Matt? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So First you don't know what mechanical keyboards. Are. Okay, so All right. Mechanical keyboards. Um well, honestly, I I work a very typing heavy job. I do data entry, which is anyway. Um and uh definitely the tactile sensation. It's good to try and find a quieter mechanical keyboard because I am in an office environment, but I very much prefer a mechanical keyboard versus one with a membrane. Uh, because you feel more of a response, which to me helps my brain better register that I have pressed the actual key mm-hmm. than on like a squishy membrane. Yep. So I'm more likely to input the correct thing. It also is just generally kind of deeply psychologically more gratifying. Um, yeah. Generally, yeah, I, I find um, I find it's it's just much easier to type. I also kind of like that the keys are longer. I find that helps my fingers feel around them more. I when I was first using laptops as a kid, it was much more difficult to me to feel my way around. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't touch tight properly, so that's a big thing for me. I just kind of move my fingers ah, everywhere. And you would like mechanical yeah. better because it tells you you definitely yeah, did you, it. Yeah, you feel everything like way more. So um, in general, it's an easier typing experience. And then also, we can't talk about mechanical keyboards without talking about r slash mechanical keyboards, <laughs> the subreddit. Yeah, buddy. Which has a uh, hive mind-like attitude about mechanical keyboards. They're all crazy as fuck. But they make these uh, mechanical keyboard mods that are absolutely insane, like with resin and acrylics and things like that, where they like have little keys that look like galaxies and everything. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that, I'd, I'd say that's uh, that's my my positive take. All right, uh, I'm gonna ride neutral real quick and talk about it. Um, I do like the fact that I get more feedback from it. That part's nice. I do like that I feel, but like you said, it there really is a more a more of a sense of gratification and like you're being more productive to it. Um, I do like the convenience, though, and like the more mm-hmm. like economical use of space of non-mechanical keyboards. I like that it's built in. I like the, the design elements of that. 
And I, I like that for more laptops. That's why I like I'm really neutral because I like when I'm editing on a desktop. I really do like having a mechanical keyboard. I think it makes me edit better. But if I'm on my laptop, for whatever reason, it just makes my life a lot easier not to have one. Okay. Here's what a uh, mechanical keyboard sounds like real quick, by the way. Wait. The, there you go. I didn't, didn't hear a word. I didn't, didn't hear, hear a peep. Well, yeah. good. I hope you liked it. I accidentally liked like 15 Tumblr posts. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? I think you both are two bougie fucks that just like to uh, get your way all the time and think that... Uh, you know, being pampered is all that matters in life. I Jesus. Think wow, right. you're absolutely <laughs> right, Keon. I'm going to go kill some proletariat right now. <laughs> Anyone want to join me uh, killing the poor? Hey, which my estate thing- are we going to go for? <laughs> Get the fuck so, off my lawn. My thing about mechanical keyboards <laughs> is that there's Bang! always a... <laughs> the t- Jesus. So you my thing about mechanical keyboards is that they... Bang! <laughs> He said the word. Uh, sorry, name. guys. Sorry, guys. I, I, you, I, I had to, I had to kill some poor people. They were trying to uh, eat my crops right off the Man, vines. How does it feel to be at the top of that fiefdom, Jesus? I love your argument, Keon, because none of us could ever qualify as bo- as bougie. But anyway, continue exactly. your ridiculous argument. My main thing that I wanted to bring up is the fact that with mechanical keyboards, there are like, there are I think five or, no, I think there's seven different types of mechanical keys you can get. You got to get those blues though. I love those blue keys. They're the best ones. But anyway, the, yeah, MX blues. MX browns are okay. They are the best. Yeah. Regardless, there are uh, the different types of keys that fit different type of people. My main issue with mechanical keyboards is the fact that it's the same... My issue with mechanical keyboards is the exact same issue that I have with a lot of different uh, luxury products, which is the fact that this is keyboards are meant to achieve a goal. And so for me, the goal is, okay, you need to do your work and you need to do it well. Having a keyboard that is clicky and responsive is very useful, but at the same time, they are drastically more expensive. And on top of that, I have never, it's ruined my experience with any other keyboard and I have not owned a mechanical keyboard in probably three years and I've never been like, man, I'm satisfied right now with my goddamn keyboard. My brother used to buy like, or he used to work on getting them and like working on them and getting custom keys and this and that. He'd be like, hey, Keon, do you want my old one? I'm like, of course. Oh my God. I never want to type on anything ever again. Oh, it broke. Now I'm going to be unsatisfied for the rest of my fucking life. So that's kind of my tirade on that for the fact that Using a keyboard, if you just stick with regular ones, it's All fun. right, that brings us to Sorry, the I, I don't favorite part of everybody. Uh, it's time to take a break. Uh, and Jesus, Keon. What, what, I'm sorry, Matt, what is it? Uh, let's never use a keyboard again. That one. The, no, no. D- what? It's time to take a break, baby. Keon? Keon? Let's go. No, Keon. What? I swear to God, get, get it right. No, I fuck. I'm still a little sensitive about the keyboard thing, and you just, like, let go of it and pretended like I didn't say anything. I have feelings, you know. I am a real human fucking being, okay? I can't just make goofs and gaffes all the time. Sometimes I like to touch on real subjects. Let's use a mechanical keyboard. Thank you. Let's take a break. (laughs) 
thank you all so much for listening to Why a Podcast. You can find Why a Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Neopets at Why a Podcast for all of those. Please feel free to leave us five stars and a little review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out so much. We want this thing to get big and you are the one who can help us do that. You can also shoot us a question, a future topic, or personal why question at whypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Evan Draper for our theme song. You can find his work at Silo Digital on social media. Hey, now back to the show. Whoa, man. Ah. Gosh, hey, it was Matt, a, why do you? Oh, it was shit, a wonderful sorry. day taking a taking a trip to Breakland. Woo! I, it's Breakland. We taught three people. We taught them a whole bunch about our social medias. I think. It's, I don't know. The person you hear in the break is an entirely different person. They they take our name, right. they take our voices, but it isn't us. If you can find them, if you can track them down, please stop them. They're ruining my credit score. <laughs> that was a good way to wrap that up. All right. Uh, laser. Oh speaking of, so lastly, we have our own personal why questions, where we go around the table and ask each other a personal why question. Who would like to begin? Uh, here, I'll, I'll go first. I'll ask you, laser. Okay. Laser. Yes. Why Tumblr? Oh, hey. Why Tumblr? All right. Well, this is uh, this is actually pretty interesting. I've been using Tumblr since about uh 2012, I think. I use it um first half of freshman year of high school. So 2011, 2012. Um Tumblr really sucked me in. It there are a lot of communities on there that you can find similar people and mm-hmm. unlike Reddit which uh divides things based on topic, you know, you have different subreddits based on topic. Mm-hmm. Instead you can find sort of like-minded people and then see all the content that they provide. It's more along the lines of like facebook where you're friends with someone and you see all the stuff they post Mm -hmm. things like that it's like personal blogs it's like facebook book with blogs yeah interesting yeah it's facebook with blogs and so um it really helps you you sort of find different communities and then through those people and their interests find other communities and other fandoms and interests and it takes a little to really cultivate the right thing for you but you can find people who so have the same issues as you you know if if you have a specific like mental illness or it's a very popular for that community and ridiculed by assholes uh because Uh there's a lot of people there who have it's it's a big community for people with problems really and who Um, love things and want to connect on that and things like that yeah so like if i go on my tumblr right now i really don't use it too much anymore because unfortunately it can get toxic um and a lot of it sort of really oh absolutely for sure yeah like any social media you can follow fall more and more into your depression because of the way some people act on there and it was becoming uh much worse for me so i kind of stopped damn but um you get a lot of good memes so many good memes you get good art (laughs) there's so many good arts on the two ends of the spectrum the good me the good memes and the good arts and very abstract stuff that has really shaped the humor that i have today damn um so uh, so he just why not a tumblr basically good job (laughs) yeah uh, i i guess i did and um i did i've made a few popular posts on there i have i think that's three awesome. posts that have over a hundred thousand notes wow oh my god good job yeah thousand holy yeah moly. let's see the one that i actually the uh two one of them was posted on a friend's blog but i was part of it and it mm-hmm. became kind of a meme and i don't want to talk about that right now <laughs> um <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah and uh that that got huge but my most popular post has a hundred fifty seven thousand seven hundred forty five notes Goodness great. what's a note so, do you want to toss uh, out your uh, handle for uh, tumblr, no or do you want to keep that no private? i don't 
Um, but I know <laughs> I is, if someone likes or reblogs, and reblogging is like putting it on your dashboard, huh. uh, which is like your your main page, what you scroll through. Um, so if they reblog it, which shows it to other people, or like it, which just shows that they like it, and you can go through all your likes and everything, um, you get a note. So the notes are like interactions on, yeah, more or less. Okay, yeah, correct. It they're would like be interactions they're like on thumbs Facebook up and some shares. other platform. Very cool. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, it's it's wonderful for finding people that are parts of communities that you're part of. People tag posts so you can find them, hashtags and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find people if you feel alone, it's very good, but also you can fall into toxic behaviors and become overly sensitive or things like that. Damn. All right. Uh, laser ask Keon a question because wow, that was real. Yeah. Well, um, Hey Keon. Hey pal. How you doing? I'm okay. If oh. you don't have a question, I have an idea. No, no, I, I do. I do have a question for you. Okay. I do have a question. And I'm remembering it right now because I forgot it because I was so into Tumblr. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed your topic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed talking about it. I enjoyed it. I'll just and stare at my now, watch right now. Yep, I'm going to remember the topic right now. Just wait. Uh, yep. Ten, nine. Uh, hey, you know what helps? Keanu, Keanu, why why are you into podcasting? Because before I even met you, you were podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I so I. This it's is your best one so far, obviously. Yeah, it's oh, the only yeah, one. No, it's released, the only one that's so. actually done gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the main thing that I like about podcasting is the fact that I like to talk a lot, and I think it's pretty evident from the podcast that I'll just go on tirades and bullshit. <laughs> he and just, just doesn't shut up. I love you think, it. You it's think great. he talks a lot in the episode? I cut out eighty percent of his audio. Yeah. Yeah, I literally these episodes are actually four hours long. Matt actually so... skews it to make it sound like I talk a lot. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm actually one of the most quiet on the show. Yeah, it's just because I'm angry at lazy. The reason why I like podcasts and doing podcasts is just because I do enjoy conversation with people. A lot of the things and something that's uh close to me is the fact that whenever I'm hanging out with someone, if I'm hanging out at a party or with a group of like maybe four or more people i feel like okay well i really enjoy this this is fun but i don't feel like i'm actually close to any of these people i feel like we're just kind of like riffing and having a good time which is fine but i feel really close to people when it's like three or less in like a group with me and so we all are like can be heard by each other we're all on the same page we're all thinking and talking and trying to lend lend information to the conversation podcasts are exactly that they are 100 percent at their most distilled point Three or four, uh, yeah, three, four, two, one people <laughs> hanging out, talking, and being cognizant of what the other people are saying and and lending it to themselves to a conversation. And that's exactly what I love about human interaction is, like, actually being heard and speaking to each other. And so I started a po- one podcast about movies with a friend of mine that we both at the time didn't really know too much about movies. That was silly. I tried like two or three other podcasts with my brother. I tried one with my friend that's good about business. I tried one with my friend that's also good about movies, and that's, that one's still we're thinking about it. I am starting another one that I'm not going to talk about because I, if I talk about it, it's probably never going to happen. And so I'm, I love them because at the end of the day, it's an excuse to get together with people mm-hmm. and try to make a good conversation because, first of all, you want to go out there. But on top of that, you want to be cognizant and there with the other person. So present. yeah, that's yeah, you want to be present. But, yeah. Exactly. But I mean cognizant of like you're you're really in it. You know, you're focused. Yeah. Well I mean that's what I meant. Yeah. Now but, is a but, gift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we call it the present. Boo. <laughs> but yeah. So right. uh sorry for that big heady thing, but it's a, it, it legitimately is something that really appeals to me. As well as 
any of the McElroy family of products. I love those good, good boys. They really got me like thinking about you can just podcast. You can make a podcast about anything that you find relevant and that you're really interested in and make it, you know, twist it in a fun way that's very unique to yourselves. Our podcast honestly came up like the idea started off as like not really ripping off, but like like riffing on other ideas. And then as we talked, it just turned into its own thing. And so it's just it's it's exciting. It's it's awesome to talk with you guys. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree when I t- when I was asked before, like why audio It's like the same thing. It's like there's something special about talking to another person. Exactly. Yeah. It's just great. But Keon. Yeah. What are you going to ask me? So what I'm going to ask you is, since we're kind of on social media and about ideas and stuff like that, why don't you really... I mean, we've talked to, we talked a little bit about Reddit before, but like, do you go on Reddit much? And if so, if you don't, then why not? I, I don't go on social media that much in general. Facebook, with the exception, probably. I go on Facebook a lot just because I reflexively check it. I occasionally do that with Instagram, but very rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do Reddit or Tumblr or any of those things purposefully because I know I will lose an insane amount of time if I go on those platforms. I'm one of those people who reads clickbaity articles about the things I like nonstop. Mm-hmm. I'll just start it. I'll be like, I know there's clickbait. I don't care. And I'll read it and I'll be like, no new information. And I still don't regret reading it. Mm-hmm. that's that's the problem so like tumblr and reddit and pretty much anything like that always scared me because i was like i would just get lost you do mm-hmm. i would i would die like there would be no time i'd lose days and so that is why i don't do that and i'm proud <laughs> of fair. myself for not doing that and i will never reddit or tumblr plus i have friends who give me what i want from those platforms anyway it's fine okay that's fair like so it's to to Make sure that you don't get addicted, more or less. Kind of, and and mm-hmm. and to like try to not waste time, and to try to not. I I think that my life is better without without that, mm-hmm. just because I can still get the parts I want through like friends filtering those things. But if I ever actively checked those websites, mm-hmm. I would lose so much time. That's and I wouldn't gain anything. Like I know reading the articles I read read doesn't gain me anything, but I can limit that time enough that it doesn't bother me. I get some sort of enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. That would just make me feel guilty. See, that's, that's interesting because they're uh, in uh, Tim Ferriss, one of these really, really good motivational speakers. He actually talks about being on a low information diet because he says that like if anything is really that relevant to you, it'll work its way to you. One of your friends will send it to you, or you'll find out some way or somehow. So exactly, b- being the person to go out there and like drown yourself in that information that at the end of the day you realize isn't servicing you is pretty smart to stick away from that. So that's that's good on your part. And that's what I already knew, and I'd like to change my answer to that. I'm just so smart. And I'm a slave to Reddit. <laughs> I'll be your guy sending you Reddit stuff. Uh, and well, I'm also a slave to Reddit. I don't use Tumblr anymore. Fair enough. So there we go. You. We're R all there. Slash mechanical We're keyboards. Just, n- now you yeah, know You why. know it. Not, oh, what? Hey, what? What was that? <laughs> what? The fuck was laser. that? Thanks for listening to Why a Podcast. I'm Laser Ellerick. I ate Laser's lunch. Wow, Matt, I can't believe you almost ended the episode. Of when, and we didn't just cut out me saying stuff before this. Matt, if only we had another question to answer. I, another question. Uh, so we briefly did a thing where somebody submitted a question. I was asked by one of the friends that I have that listens to the show <laughs> to do one. What and friends? they thought it was funny because I have friends. And <laughs> what those mean? They <laughs> Matt made this up. Ugh, I didn't. Anyway, uh, they asked because the two of us are on a keto diet, and 
it, it this is a per it's kind of personal but it's also like informational why question mm-hmm. why does bread taste good why does i feel bread like taste it was good? targeted because they just wanted to make me feel bad about not eating bread but whatever oh i mean it did they want us to give the actual like functional answer because i we i guess we can do that i don't think so i think we could just talk about like damn Opinions? bread tastes good because okay here's the thing i've actually gotten into bread making lately um the last few weekends with my partner we've um we've made uh regular bread we made cinnamon raisin bread we Yo. made croissants and they were all so good it's fresh baked bread um they all like are a little sweet they've got um depending on what flavors you use and everything even regular bread we use a lot of all-purpose flour but then a few um scoops of this really good whole wheat flour which then gave it this delicious flavor it's just you know carbohydrates like (laughs) sugar and all that you guys know because you do keto and they're bad so you you could yeah buddy they taste good and they're bad for you but like fresh baked bread there is nothing better it's why it's a sin it's that good Mm-hmm. It's it's a sin. It's there right there in the Bible verse uh but li- the book of laser uh verse bro- of carbohydrates uh, dash uh, uh chapter bread. 69. Uh-huh. And if that we're, ends why. Like nope, nope. If we're treating this like a why not, then I'm taking the adverse stance because in my opinion, I don't think bread tastes good. I think that it feels good. It has a good texture in your mouth, and that's you why people really like it. You haven't tasted my fucking bread, Jack. Dude, good bring bread. it on. Cheat like day you and 27, 2018. I'll figure it out. 2025. 2020. Shit. Now, that was what the last episode. It? Wait, Fuck. was it? Oh, shit. <laughs> now people know. I'm just fucking with you. It's fine. Now we have to release these episodes chronologically. Oh, no. 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 It's fine. No one will ever know. That's so dumb. <laughs> this has been Wyatt Podcast. Okay, yeah, so you are it, we done? Laser? Yeah, we're done, man. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks this for listening to Wyatt Podcast. I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Slaza. And I'm Keon Brad the Boozar. Now you know why. But you you know why. Brad. Wait, wait, wait. Let's each take a take one of the notes from that from the ending. So someone do ba and then uh, another one da and then da. Uh okay. But uh da da no, uh, no. You, I did uh, all three of them for us. Uh, I was easy. But I'm Okay, we're done. <laughs>